Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? A trip to telephones and I'll know different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the internet's bullshit. And I'm Matt Saintsing, and I'm sorry if that's going to be a problem for you. I think you had... You told me... You had something you wanted to talk about today, but you did not specify. Well, I would say there's been something on my mind. And in a previous episode, you have accused me of bearing the lead. And there's no fucking way you're going to lecture me on anything journalistic, right? So for my mystery question that I've been holding from you, I kind of want to just blurt it out and get your reaction. No, it's important that we all have our secrets. And if... Getting the secret off your chest makes you feel better, then you should do it. Absolutely. I found a fucking tick on my balls. I found a tick <laughs> in my 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 fupa area. OK, <laughs> not, not I mean, your balls, I'm sure, are just beautiful, <laughs> glossy marbles floating oh, around God. inside of a satiny pouch. But how do you know? It's like he knows. <laughs> What'd you do? So I I did what anyone would do in this situation is I turned the water off and immediately yelled for help. <laughs> And who came to your rescue? Well, there's the only other person in my apartment, which is my longtime serious girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and he, so I, I am very much like a damsel in distress kind of guy. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I did not know what to do. How did Elise break the news that she wasn't going to help you? Uh, well, no. So she is a, she's a fucking saint, right? Because she did. And here's the thing. She knew exactly what to do. She was raised amputate. on a farm. You got to amputate. Uh, I hope not. No, that w- that was not the answer. The answer was um, <laughs> so she co- she comes over and again. She grew up on a farm, so I was sure that she knew what to do. Right? <laughs> she um, she stuck her hand up your ass, pulled a cow out. She um, what she, next? she tilled the land real quick before coming in. I immediately ask for a match <laughs> because um, the only time I have dealt with ticks in my life was when I, on my childhood dog who had a few, and I read or someone told me that I, I you light a match, blow it out. And the heat, you press the heated uh, match on the tick, the tick's head will come out and uh, you just move on with your day. I've, I've, I've heard of that method. There's you can also uh, you can also just lube it up real good with some Vaseline. And uh, over time, uh, the lack of oxygen will lead it to withdrawing its head from your flesh. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't want to go that route. First of all, I didn't know about that route. That is a good tip. But secondly, I that takes hours, though. So you're sitting there. You're sitting there with a tick on your balls for hours waiting for the lube to do. Do the trick. No time to waste. I was grown out, man. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, this tick has already been on me for quite some time. That's not good. But a bit not on my balls, because I think it was just like uh, ticks are just attracted to warm, moist places. So like your arm, your armpits and grip. How engorged was this tick? So I, I thought I was like, oh, shit. 
But again, my farm girl girlfriend, she uh, my farm girlfriend, she came over and she's like, oh, it's like not that bad. I was like, have you ever fucking had a tick on your balls? Don't tell me it's that bad. Can we get at least in here to answer whether she's had a tick on her balls? I know I no, I don't, I, don't th- I don't think she knows I'm talking about this right now, so I don't want to break it to her this way. <laughs> <laughs> you want to break it? You want to break it to her after it's been published on the Internet? Better to ask for forgiveness. She'll she'll find out about it just like all of our other dozen of fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the same time my mom will find out about it, right? <laughs> um, no. So I immediately do. I she was there and I said, hey, can you bring me a match, a cigarette and a blindfold? <laughs> if if, if you hot. catch my drift. Yeah, Um, because there's no way I can come out of this with a shred of dignity, like no way. Right. And so we didn't have a match uh, and a lighter seemed dangerous uh, at this point. So she she lit a small piece of cardboard tube and blew it out and gave it to me. And so I touched the smoldering paper on the tick in the hopes of of just getting him out of my testicles. That was that was Uh the one Uh, that didn't help. That did not help. No, he he passed the first trial, which is trial by fire. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't, how can I evict this guy? How can I evict it? This tick, is, this just guy? to be clear, this tick is no longer on your balls, correct? No, he's still there at this point. He's still there. No, he's, he's me moving. right now. Yeah, no, he's far. He's long gone. He's long okay, gone. Because so you have you have successfully yes. evicted the tick. And this is the story of it. You're not exactly. coming. You're not coming to me in our second podcast that we've recorded today because we, we record two episodes at a time. You're not coming to me, you know, two hours into our conversation. We're like, hey, man, by the way, how do I get this tick off my balls? No, there, there's no way I could I could have sat on that gem for any longer. I would have I would be like, we have to do the, it has to be the first episode. But uh, no, if, no. You sat, if you if you sat too hard, you might have forced him deeper in and make my job that much more difficult. I wanted to get it out of me as soon as possible. So uh-huh. when that when, when that didn't help, I was like, shit, what do we do now? After expe- inspecting the area, Elise gave me her her tweezers uh, that say cover girl on them. They're her like makeup tweezers. OK, so it was just perfect. Uh, and she instructed me to grip the tick at the base of its body as close to the you know what as possible. The head rip that fucker out. Well, I was going to say the skin surface. Right. But yeah. But yeah. So I ripped it out. It comes out. It's squished and it's gone. And I feel an uh, instant wave of relief. Uh, and I, I showered like I have never showered before after that. Yeah. But the tick itself wasn't engorged because as long as it was still laying flat, that means it probably hadn't been dug in there for very long. Exactly. But if it was but if it was fat, full of blood, then you're at risk of Lyme disease. And then I'm pretty sure the only cure for that is uh, to kill and salt. So. <laughs> so we found out it was a Lone Star tick. Oh, and actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I again, I had just gotten back from Appalachian, Ohio, and I was just like fucking around in the woods. So I'm sure that's how that's how I got it. Yeah, that's probably how you got it. But I, I do you think it might have been an attempt on your life for talking all that shit about Texas a few weeks ago? Oh, man. I, you, well, this is this is an Ohio tick. I don't know if he has familial ancestry to Texas. Yeah. And Russia but, and, and Russia poisons expatriates living in the United Kingdom. All I'm, all I'm saying is they send their assassins out. Yeah, I feel like uh, I wouldn't attribute the perniciousness to ticks like I do to Russia. So <laughs> I, I, I think they're a little they're a little more advanced than ticks. Sorry to all the tick Americans. Do you think <laughs> you think Vladimir Putin's just better at hanging on and just sucking the blood out of a nation? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I think quite literally, right? Well, quite figuratively, maybe. But immediately 
went to the internet and I got I found to a men's a men's health article titled How to Keep Ticks Off Your Junk. Well, that actually sounds very practical if a little late. Yeah, well for me this is a this is from 2018 so but it, it's not a unique problem. I was relieved to find out there are other people there are other people out there that an entire magazine devoted to 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 men's issues was was covering it. All I have to say there is it might have been too late for you, but now you're getting the word out there and you might be able to save some other young man. Thank God. Uh in this article it was, it was like a listicle. It was like a top 10 things you shouldn't be doing, right? But a listicle for your testicles? Yeah, it's a testimonial article. A testicle. A te- oh, that's good. <laughs> I got it. Number eight, it says, what do you do if you find a tick? And the CDC guidelines are to use fine tipped tweezers to grasp the tick as close to the skin surface as possible, pull upward with steady, even pressure, and clean the bite area. So she knew exactly what to do off the top of her head. And I'm so impressed and proud and honestly thankful. I'm, I'm grateful. If, if this happens to you, um, good luck. Uh, well, Godspeed. I mean, I'm grateful too. word to the wise from the wise. I, I think it's great that you can rely on your significant other to help you out of a tough spot. Uh, but not everyone's so lucky. I was on Reddit the other day. One of the boards that we mine for content is am I the asshole? It's one of my favorite subreddits, but I don't think that we've actually done a question from am I the asshole before. First to AITA, if you will. You know what the great thing about am I the asshole is as far as our show goes? Is that we we're not the assholes. We always know what the question is. Questions always am I the asshole? And the answer is either yes or no. And some of them, it's some of them, they're like great examples of both of the people in the situation being the asshole. <laughs> and I think I'm, I'm going to throw this scenario out at you. All, All right. right. Hit, it, hit it with me. Yep. The question here is, am I the asshole for faking sleeping all night to see if my wife is lying? Uh, Definitely seems like asshole behavior. Well, uh, clearly there's some sort of deception here, but the deception may be going two ways. This Ooh, is actually... Okay. This guy wrote like five paragraphs. Yeah, they're they're Um, common like that. Please don't read all of them. Oh, God, no. This is getting a quick summary. So the long and short of it is this guy's wife has been complaining about how she gets woken up multiple times throughout the night because the cats, his cats, make a lot of noise. She says that she has to get up, let the cats out of the room because they're jumping on things. They wake her up three, four times a night. She's not getting any sleep. And he thought it was weird because the cats haven't been waking him up. (laughs) This is the the weather is good where I am. So climate change must be fake argument. Well, I, I think he's a little bit more open minded than that. I think in this circumstance, he's saying uh, the weather's great where I am. But let's look into this whole climate change thing. Okay. All right. So he's open minded. He's open minded. He's saying, okay, what she's saying may be true. I'm not seeing any evidence of it. He waited until she uh, until she said she's going to bed, and then he let the cats out of the bedroom, lowered his phone brightness, and faked going to sleep. Okay. Very healthy marriage. This is a very healthy marriage to find. He's like, I know she's fucking lying, and I'm going to prove it. Well, so what he did is he laid there the entire night, and every 30 minutes he made a note to create a timestamp on his Discord server. So you know this is like. He has a Discord server and he's using it to check up on his wife, which is probably more action than most people with Discord servers are getting. <laughs> um, what's his at on Gab? Oh, because <laughs> you know he has one. You know he has one. The the username here is uh oh sleepy throwaway. <laughs> <laughs> so he annotates every noise that the cats make. 
Ooh, I love so it. So one cat jumped it. down from something and made a sound at 3.18 a.m. And one, uh, one ate food relatively quietly by the bedroom door at 4.57 a.m. Other than that, nothing happened. His wife slept from 11 p.m. until 9 a.m. And that morning, she claimed she had woken up at least seven times to open doors and from cat noises and cats jumping on her. She said this the next morning after this guy knew that wasn't true. Yeah. Uh, so he... I am going to quote directly here. He says, at this point, I was pissed because she was clearly lying to me. I was exhausted and fed up with the lie. So I just bluntly called her on it. I told her, that's funny. I stayed up all night to monitor the cats and they weren't even in the room at all last night. I have timestamps and everything. So you've been lying to me and trying to convince me to get rid of my cats. Why? I don't think he said it that way. He, you're like dripping with condescension, right? <laughs> you have to take this at face value because she doesn't have a throwaway account on Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, what a dick, right? I mean, he's, he definitely seems so, like he seems like an well, asshole, but she might be one, too. She might have a good reason. She might have a good reason. So she just sat there quietly shaking and looking pissed, like not shaking her head, like oh, her shit. body is shaking. Then got up and left without answering. She came back hours later and ignored me whenever I talked. And when I asked her how uh, I'm the bad guy in this situation, she finally said that I was treating her like a child by lying about sleeping and staying up all night just to see if she was lying or not. And that makes me an obsessive asshole. I mean, yeah, I, I I'm kind of on her side on this. Yeah. For, at this point, I'm on her side. Well, apparently he did it because she was threatening to make him get rid of his cats or she'd leave him. Mm, OK, so they're married, right? He said wife. Yep. So, okay, um, look, I love my cat. I'm I'm an animal lover, right? And I, I know for a fact my cat makes a fuck ton of noise in the middle of the night. So, and I could imagine a scenario where she's a very light sleeper, or maybe she is just an insomnia and gets up, you know, and then she wants to use a cat as, as an excuse because she doesn't like them, right? I think that is a plausible scenario. Entirely plausible. Uh, in this circumstance, I'm going to go ahead and say that this guy is an asshole of course yeah because his whole methodology is very asshole-ish it's predicated on lie on a lie but i think that she is the asshole oh in this situation if there's only one in this situation she is why she is she is hinging their relation the future of their relationship on his willingness to get rid of cats framing the cats for cat crimes well, I mean, like I would say if crimes against humanity. Yeah. <laughs> if if a cat makes a noise, it's not a I wouldn't call that a crime. The cat didn't kill anyone. The cat's not like embezzling fucking catnip. Right. Like, right. But if a cat makes a noise in the middle of the night, no one wakes up because they heard it. Did the cat really make a noise? Oh, so, someone took philosophy freshman year. <laughs> I did. And you know what? It does make a noise. I would say I would say, yeah, I, I got a letter from the philosophy department after taking that class. And they said, you know what? You should really major in this. You're pretty good at they it. They gave you a letter. That's not true. They sent me a letter. You have it. Do you have I, it? Do you have it? I, th I think the I think the professor and I had a connection. But uh, okay. as per following the rule of not hitting on people at work yeah. because it's inappropriate, I did not make a pass at Professor Philosophy. Ooh, ooh, I had I, I've had some super hot uh, professors, too, but um. I didn't tell him at the time. Yeah, they are both assholes. I feel like if, if you're trying to catch your significant other in a lie, like, why is that the case? And B, from this person, from the from the the woman in case, um, just say you don't like the fucking cats. I mean, is that so hard? And here's the thing. If you're in a relationship with somebody, uh, you should you should be bending over backwards to make their life 
better. And, and speaking of bending over backwards, and you know what else is healthy? Doing yoga. Oh my God, what a fantastic transition you did there. I was surprised to learn that for the past 28 years, the great state of Alabama has banned the teaching of yoga in schools. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I know it's surprising. And first, let me say we're about to make fun of Alabama a whole hell of a lot for a good reason. But I do want to caveat this. Can we saying, make fun of yoga, too? I'm going to make fun. Of, well, I mean, we'll, we'll yeah, see. I love we'll doing see. yoga, but I also love making fun of yoga. I have way more Alabama jokes than I do yoga jokes. Just spoiler alert. So. Um, but I would say that every time I want to create a caricature of like the worst parts of American society, I 100% point to one of two states. It's either Alabama or Mississippi. And I feel bad saying that, but I'm conscious of my own bias. Ooh. Well, you know what, though? Fuck them. That's our podcast. I don't care. Yeah, so the, the ban came down in the early 1990s because some legislators in Alabama opposed yoga because of its associations with Hinduism. I see. Because if we know one thing about Alabama, it's that they really take the separation of church and state to heart. <laughs> they do. <laughs> no, they're, they're no, always. The fuck they don't know the, the, the fuck government they don't. and the government and the church are always housed in separate buildings. They believe in like an actual wall. Like I believe in a firewall between separation of church and state and they believe in a brick and mortar wall. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't even believe in that. They don't even believe in that. Be no, they, they believe they believe in putting up a wall between church and state, but there's a little glory hole there for them to poke through whenever they want to put whatever you want through that. And spoiler alert, it's Christianity 100 percent of the time. Right. Um, I would talk about the body of Christ. right? No, but in 2018, Alabama voters approved a ballot measure to allow the Ten Commandments to be displayed in schools and government buildings as God intended. And just as God intended. Right. Absolutely. Um, in 2003, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that Alabama Judge Roy Moore Yes, that one. Oh, uh, he 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 really fought to display the Ten Commandments at the Alabama Judicial Building in Montgomery. That, that, that was one of those Republican politicians who fell afoul of being a child molester. Allegedly, the monument in question, by the way, that Roy Moore really fucking loved was a five thousand two hundred and eighty pound grand granite statue. Oh, wow. He's protecting a statue. This is a statue. This is a statue of the Ten Commandments. Was it, a, was it a book with the Ten Commandments in it or was it stone tablets? The way I imagine it is a book like scrolled out. I mean, it's 5,000 pounds, right? So it's got to be a giant brick of something. Giant brick you of know? horse shit. Giant. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a giant brick of unconstitutionality is what it was, yeah. right? No, but I, I think um, I think that just shows that like Alabama banning yoga is just 100% about it being like quote un-american right? well it was not exactly football is it no i feel like yeah that's right they, so alabama now has a as a u.s senator that one time coached uh what was it football or basketball it's football alabama? uh and he football. didn't coach at alabama he coached at auburn which is alabama's other alabama. major football university yeah uh, okay okay that's good to know. i'm glad you know more about this idea because i don't i do not give a shit about college football, football. it's Sorry. college college sports are Ooh, ooh, don't tell that. Don't to, tell that to um, the entire fucking South. Don't don't tell that to Tim Tebow. <laughs> don't tell that to any of my fellow Penn Staters. They love their football. I would say that there has been progress on the yoga issue in Alabama. So we want to give credit when credit's due. Um, there is support on both sides of the aisle down there. Um, a, a bill passed the. So, uh, so would you say that Alabama is showing flexibility on the yoga issue? I would say that they're kind of going. Uh, what's it? 
they're they're breaking their backs to do this. I don't fucking they're I wouldn't say they're breaking their backs to do shit. I think what you're trying to say is that they're bending over backwards. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So they're not really bending over backwards because the, the state's House of Representatives passed a bill that would override the ban. Uh, and they passed by a vote of 73 to 25. But the bill has since stalled in the state Senate. I so oh so they haven't legalized yoga yet. No, they haven't. It's just it's just like going through the process. Now, and this is just at pu- this is just at public schools, right? Or is it also like against the rules of the state house yoga monument that's that's there? So I want to read I want to read directly from the ban, uh, the twenty eight year old ban. It says school personnel shall be prohibited from using any techniques that involve the induction of hypnotic states, guided imagery, meditation, or yoga. Sorry, hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I that that's uh, there's actually a little bit of irony to that, considering that in 1981, Alabama mandated the teaching of square dancing in schools that. Yeah, I feel like Alabama, it does. It is a goldmine of of just like comedy. It, I'm sorry. It is it, every time. Well, fun fact, I also live in a state that mandates square dancing being taught. No, you live in a commonwealth where that mandates uh, uh, square dancing being taught. Fair enough. Touche, motherfucker. What if I told you that the square dancing was just as bigoted? Oh, I mean, I would not be surprised at all. I would expect it to be. So. Uh, so Alabama, like 20 other states in the in our union, actually mandates square dancing. And it's part of like basically a 50 year campaign that starts off with backlash against jazz music as a corrupting influence of young white people. Ooh. So. And and square dancing was seen as this that's, sort of that's intrinsically. That's and I don't think that there's any argument from anybody out there that square dancing super white. <laughs> no, I mean, so come to think of it, you know, I went to public school in Florida and I remember, I think in middle school or definitely elementary school in our our P.E. class, we uh-huh. definitely uh, we square danced. <laughs> we square danced. We squared. We we participated in square dancing, I guess is what I would say. Well, um, guess what? You were doing it for fun. Uh, I was doing it for it was mandatory fun. Uh, you did not. You did, <laughs> there was not an opt out uh, option. Unlike the proposed bill in Alabama, they do give an opt out people. So they're not going to mandate yoga. This bill would just lift the ban to make it OK. But I'm going to read directly from the uh, from the bill that would lift the ban. They say, OK, so the bill would allow students to opt out and quote, all poses, exercises, and stretching techniques shall have exclusively English descriptive names. <laughs> so it's 100% about like it not being Hindu or it not being Western or it not being yeah, so white American, right? I, I, I don't think you can st- they don't have a, st- a leg to stand on there. No. And, and how do they determine what what is and is not an English name? Because English is a hodgepodge of different languages. Like we have words with French roots. Yeah. Well, English Greek is a Germanic roots. language. So that's a, so. But, but, we, yeah. what, but one third of all English uh, words do come from French. Absolutely. Right. We have a language that is a hodgepodge of various various sources and new words enter into the lexicon all the time. Once a word comes into like namaste, namaste is I love the fact that you're mentioning namaste right now because namaste greetings should would be expressly prohibited under this bill that lifts the yoga ban. The word namaste makes it into the copy Uh, chanting mantras, mudras, which I don't even know what that is, mudras use of Uh, so I can t- actually please, uh, please, I can please. tell you what a mudra is. Uh, that, so a mudra is the hand symbol and the hand symbols are, are symbolic and have religious and spiritual significance. Is it the one with two uh, thumbs? 
Like the hand with two. No, points. no, it's, it's a variety of hand symbols. So a mudra is just a hand symbol. Okay. And then there are specific mudras that have specific meanings. Uh, it comes up a lot in Buddhism because, you know, you might notice that a particular Buddha is like touching the ground with like two fingers yeah, or, yeah. or whatever it is that Buddha is really into. <laughs> Do you think like fucking like rebels in high school in Alabama walk around with just like uh, the Ohm shirt, a logo of Ohm, right? Or just like walk around, namaste. It's like, Timothy, go to the Dean. What do you read books for fun? We don't allow that here. <laughs> no, but um, they also would ban the use of mandalas as well as the namaste greetings. So yeah, it is just, it, it lifts the band, but it also is just like keeping a very hold tight on yoga and any references to anything that I'm sure if, I'm sure if yoga was couched in sayings like may the power of Christ compel you. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that seems legit. I will say that. But there are some again, credit where credit's due. There are some Republicans who are clear eyed about this and including uh, state Senator Tom Watley, who is a Republican who is in favor of the legislation. He told CBS News that, quote, there is no study to my knowledge that says doing yoga exercises converts people to Hinduism. So Alabama, you're going to be. Yeah, okay. I, I actually heard he came to that uh, conclusion after sitting underneath a willow tree for hours in quiet meditation dropping it dropping acid just seeing different <laughs> uh, colors yeah these I, I i think he was in his 10 foot square hut meditating um and then he got up to sweep and then he hit a rock with a broom and he achieved enlightenment and then he went to the state house and made an argument Th- these are some deep zen buddhist cuts that maybe and, and if you want to applaud my knowledge of buddhism just you know one hand clap <laughs> I get that's funny. Yeah, that's good. You know, honestly, that is the that is your best uh one yet, I would say. Which isn't saying much, but <laughs> no, I'm just, I kid, I kid. Yeah, so that's Alabama. Um Alabama, do not wreck yourself because I don't think also I would say that you know, they mandate English descriptive names. The United States does not have an official language. If anyone tells you English is an official language, they got it wrong. It is is absolutely not. Now, can states have official languages, though? I I don't know, but I do know that some guy who ran for state office, I believe governor a few years ago, when one of of Alabama, actually, one of his campaign ads was about not allowing people to take driver's license exams in different languages. Literally, it opens to him saying, we give driver's license tests in 14 languages. If I'm elected governor, we're only given that in one language. And I, I guess it would be. That English seems super racist. Or, yeah, it's xenophobic at the very least. And I like mean, if you can yeah. recognize a, a red hexagon, there's really not a whole lot you need in terms of like yeah. the, the number of words that you need to be able to identify as a driver in America aren't that many. As long as you can you can recognize the letters and say, oh, no turn that way. Yeah, I'm not sure actually how many languages I, I kind of threw that 14 number out there. I know it was it was it was multiple and he had a problem with it. And so he probably won. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, of course he did. Yeah. So he had a, pro- he had a problem with spe- people speaking funny. Alabama and the South in general, when they're not banning yoga or suppressing the black vote. Um, speaking of things that are black and white, mm-hmm. like the racism in the South. Uh, did you see this article? Uh, I actually I saw it the other day. It was on a CBC. I follow Canadian news sources because I'm super. Fun. I'm from Maine. I'm from Maine originally, which is basically just Canadian. You're super friendly. And so you want to, you know, bond with your with our neighbors to our north. Yeah. 
Yeah, it keeps me appraised of Canadian political developments. I know that they have very important parties. I'm sure. Oh, my God. Like that Justin Trudeau. Mm, What a snack. Oh, dude. Justin Trudeau literally looks like Prince Valiant, like from the Disney. (laughs) Like, I mean, he's I mean, I mean, but there. But again, speaking of black and white, he had a blackface incident, right? Those pictures came out. Yeah, Canada's not so different. I bet I yeah I, I I bet he smells like like maple syrup and weed. There's no way he doesn't. Oh my god! Especially like after he came out of quarantine, like he and his wife had gotten COVID. He came out of quarantine and he had that like five o'clock shadow look. And normally he's all clean cut, but it's just like, oh yeah, I can I can see that 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 Quebecois lumberjack underneath that oh, refined yeah. that refined dashing surface. I am secure enough in my own masculinity and sexuality to say that, you know, he is just an attractive man, objectively speaking. And, yeah. he, you know, it like and you can tell because you look in the mirror every day and you're not Justin Trudeau. No, I mean, if first of all, if I was Justin Trudeau, there's no way I'm not the prime minister of Canada. Like, I, I'd run for <laughs> fucking. Pri- I think that's factually correct. Yes. If you were Justin Trudeau, you would be the prime minister of Canada. Yeah. So. I'm glad we I think you'd be foolish. I, I think you'd be foolish not to be the prime minister of Canada, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So anyway, I was I was I was on the CBC News website, which is the Canadian broadcasting company, sort of the uh, Canadian equivalent of BBC or the American NPR. But I'm sure it's actually funded by the government instead of just a talking point for conservative lawmakers to shit on the self-aware liberals at the national public radio offices. I actually don't live too far from where NPR records their studios uh, down by the other part of the D.C. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Did they report on the fact that some zebras are losing their stripes? Uh, No, they did not. But I'm I'm riveted by this now. Break it down. So what's going on is apparently in various populations of wild zebras throughout Africa, they are finding that the stripe patterns are getting fucked up <laughs> that's the, that's the they re, they realize that that sh- the lines are blurry yeah what the fuck's going on yeah, very scientific of you the article caught my attention because the uh the splash image associated with it is like a zebra that's all black with like white polka dots all over it whoa uh, so I've seen zebras in the wild. I've seen all three varieties of zebras in the wild, and none of them have none of them that I saw have spots. I've only seen zebra patterns printed on spandex. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've also seen it on like you know like uh, trapper keepers in middle school and shit. Right? <laughs> just you're, you're just like I'm am franking the shit out of this. Um, Did you say and franking. Oh no, that's not. Who do you think? Who are you thinking of? Lisa Frank. <laughs> I was I was like, oh, is she super into zebras? It's been a while since I've read the diaries. <laughs> wow, man, you fucked that up. That's I hilarious. I did fuck that up, but I think I'll leave it in. Yeah, oh, we're definitely going to leave it in. I'm so glad I caught that, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, like unicorns, zebras, rainbows, Nazis. Yeah, no, the uh, Lisa Frank have like the unicorn stickers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It looks yeah. like neon kitten vomit. Um, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. iconic, though. It's It's a really important like imagery style from the eighties and nineties. Uh, so what, what's, what's happening is uh, various zebra populations are showing higher incidences of disrupted stripe patterns, particularly what you would consider the saddle area of the hmm. zebra. Fun zebra fact is their backs are really weak 
like you can't ride them like you would a horse, right? You would break their back. You, no one should ever ride a zebra. You should save a horse, ride a zebra. <laughs> no, save a zebra, ride a horse. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've seen zebras in um, Kenya, Tanzania, and South Africa. Okay. Uh, did you notice any with unusual stripe patterns? Well, I would say that there is one variety of zebra that the stripes go all the way around to the around the stomach. And there's one that, that just has like a white belly, like a fish. Right. Okay. The, the, That's the because if you're stop. hunting it underwater, like if you're underwater and you look up and you see the belly of the zebra, it just looks like sunshine. The, oh, it's like a it's like a it's like sharks won't eat it when the zebras go swimming. That's that's an evolutionary development for zebras that were hunted by sharks. Yeah. Elephants, they, they go they go to the beach and they go swimming in the ocean. Have you seen that? It's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah, I'd like to see a shark take out an elephant. Elephant kick a shark's ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, there's something majestic about this. A two ton animal just like kicking it, just like doggy paddling it. So uh, what's a, what's actually happening here is these variations in stripe patterns are actually a recessive gene. And the higher frequency appearing in these populations has to do with the fact that the populations themselves are isolated to game reserves. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what you effectively have is a genetic bottleneck because the regular migratory patterns of the zebras are being interrupted, which is, you know, potentially putting them in danger. But they're also uh, they also have a more limited breeding capacity. So what you're finding is on these game reserves, the zebras are becoming closer related to each other. This is they're fucking each other. This is zebra incest. It's exactly what AnimalPornHub.com has been telling us all along in their front pages that is exactly what it sounds like. Your zebra stepmom is really into you. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's resulted in some pretty weird looking patterns. Like I said, it has to do with uh, human encroachment on their territory. Basically, the larger span like zebras cover like they're Their actual native span is like half of Africa. Now they're starting to live in smaller and smaller quarters, and they're creating these genetic bottlenecks, which could, in fact, uh, threaten the long term viability of the species and endanger it over time. Mm. Well, I mean, it definitely sucks to hear. Again, I'm uh, I'm a huge animal lover. I think I'm 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 definitely a bit more into animals than you are. Well, Um, Ryan, like, I don't want to out myself as not an animal lover. Well, the reason I know this is because when we, we both went to again, we both we've been in two zoos. We've been to the D.C. Zoo and the one in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And when we when we were um, just drunk walking around the Philadelphia Zoo, which is one of the better experiences I've ever had in my life. Definitely one of the better ones I've had with you. Well, the rest of them were kind of mediocre at best for no. you, for you, <laughs> for me. They were great. I was I was moving on up socially. You were really I was slumming it. I was slumming it. If we're being honest, yes, you were. We were at the zoo. We were walking around and there's animals that you have in the Philly Zoo that they do not have in the DC Zoo, one of which are kangaroos. Another Uh one is a rhino. And I remember you took a video and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a video of this rhino, too. And then I hear you like you're captioning. You're like, rhino, what you did last summer. And I was like, what? And you're like, oh, I'm sending it to some people out, uh, from Whiskey Camp. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is Whiskey Camp? And then we just talked about that for the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a topic for another episode, maybe. That is a topic for another episode. But yeah, uh, sure. so since we're ostensibly here to answer questions, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pose a question to you. This is this is an easy one. OK, good. Uh, so easy. A fifth grader could know it. Uh, zebras, white with black stripes or black with white stripes? Ooh, is it so? There is a uh, right answer. I would say they are white with black stripes. You would be wrong. Oh, really? All right. Cool. Yeah. Moving on. OK. <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, really? no. They, yes, they are really black with white stripes. How do we know that? Do we know? Uh, well, do we know one, how they can, know that? Because uh, their skin's black. What are the, so the white so is the fur. black is the base pattern. I got you. That, okay. That's why when you see an albino, 
uh, zebra. They are uh, they are white and yellow instead of uh, instead of yeah, black and I white. Have, I have seen those pictures of that for sure. Um, that that's very surprising because um, the one variety of zebra that has an all white belly that is not a skin. Well, yeah, because if it had if it had a black belly, the sharks would get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. It's um. Jaws would just be swimming. yeah. I, th- I thought we already covered this. Yeah, we've already. Uh, but I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna share a picture with you right, right. now, and you can see the picture that I'm talking yep. about with the young zebra. Yep. You can clearly see that this is a black zebra okay. with white spots. Okay, so are you using this as your as the only reasoning? This this, this photo. No. Okay, okay, all right, all right. This is real shit that many fifth graders know. Well, <laughs> many fifth graders, though. Yeah, honestly, they do. Fifth graders do know shit that they will never use later in their life. And this is one of them. Right? Yeah. And a lot of people forget it. But yeah, zebras are black. With I white have stripes. seen uh, a baby zebra in the wild. It was a conventional zebra. Please, please tell me you, you saw this baby zebra and you managed to not shoot it. I, I'm, I'm not a GOP donor. I didn't <laughs> fucking go to South Africa to fucking kill an elephant. Right? No, I, I went on a safari uh, at a game a game preserve uh, outside of um, Cape Town. So you promised me you didn't eat any of them. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that. The first time I ever. Went, <laughs> yeah. So you didn't kill it. No. Yeah, I didn't kill it. I didn't. I didn't kill it. I absolutely. But here's the thing. I have eaten zebra before. It was actually the first time I have ever went to Kenya when I was like 12 years old. My dad and my grandfather, three generations of Saint Sings, uh, went to Kenya on a safari. Did they kill a zebra? No one killed a zebra. No one, n- to my knowledge, no Saint Sing has ever killed a wild animal other than like a deer. Oh, well, fuck them. Yeah, they're not fun, right? No, um, <laughs> it was kind of cool because they didn't give a fuck. There was a casino there and I was playing slot machines at 13 years old, right? So nice. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I think there are still some animals that I am interested in eating, but I. Well, you're a vegetarian me, now. I um. I don't want to participate in that. It's just a personal choice. I'm not preachy. I'm not an asshole. About no, it. it's I, just, I got it's you. Just I got you. You've, you've never yeah. yelled at me for eating meat. No, I, of, course, of course. I'm not. still checking animals off my bucket list. Yeah. Speaking of checking all the boxes on a list, I think we've covered all the topics that we had laid out for today's episode. It's pretty amazing. I know. I'm surprised we got through it without eating something endangered. <laughs> well, we did drink a beer, so. <laughs> oh, that beer did not last long at all. A big and very special thanks to our friend Rick Reynolds for the use of his song United from the album Portals and Progress available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and every lovemaking surface of my house. (laughs) (laughs) Cabinets and all. If you have a burning question or desire, hit us up at wreckyourpod at gmail.com. Uh, and again, we're wreckyourpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So check us out. As your most trusted internet advisors, if you find yourself staring down the barrel of sharing an article of dubious origin and you cannot wait until next week, be sure to check yourself. Do not wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart, and it won't change.